So it's all well and good keeping up with the latest HR trends, but what should you do with the information? In this episode, we'll explore how to become a trendsetter in HR people and culture rather than just a trend watcher. Welcome to Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. I'm Natal Dank. And I'm Tom Hack. And we explore the latest hot topics and business challenges impacting the people side of organisations. Stick around to the end for our practical top tip. And if you find this discussion valuable, please subscribe. Okay, Tom, so recently we looked at the essential skills of a HR professional. And we pointed out that actually staying up to date with the latest trends and having the latest case studies at hand was very vital. And this was because you need to know your customer, you need to know the problem to solve, but then you need to draw on all the information at hand to apply an evidence-based approach to actually solve that problem. And this is quite essential if you're going to be seen as sort of a thought leader in your HR domain in your business. So what's your tips uh, for people on how to stay up to date and know the right trends to sort of have on hand when they're working in the business? Yes, and then we often talk about, you could say, the HR architect role. Exactly, yeah. And the HR architect, well, he or she needs to know the material and what's new and what's developing. And so that's very important. And I get a lot of questions from HR people and they ask me, hey, Tom, what are other organizations doing? And I think that's already a little bit too narrow because mm. if we only look in the HR field, what other organizations are doing, well, you know, we, we don't get a lot of inspiration. At least I don't get a lot of inspiration. So yeah. one tip is look just broader than just HR field and what are other big companies or the usual suspects as the Googles and Apples, we all know them. Look broader. Get inspired mm -hmm. by other disciplines, marketing, IT, sales, etc. Get inspired by other fields, biology, politics, art. Uh, so there are many fields that can inspire us. Yeah. Get inspired by other type of people. And so not only the corporate business type of people, but by people who work in other areas. Broaden your horizon. Secondly, and that should maybe be the number one on the list, don't go just, yeah, I want inspiration. I need to know what's going on. I need to know the trends. It works a little bit better if you know a little bit what is the problem you're trying to solve. Yeah, exactly. Because then you are more focused and you are sharp. So you're looking for things that can help you with your problem. Yeah. Instead of, well, you and I get a lot of conferences and often at those conferences, there are many people saying, yeah, I'm here to uh, get inspired, to know a little bit more what's going on. Well, you, you can be overwhelmed. If you know that you're making your kitchen and you mm -hmm. know that you want a really something nice for your kitchen, then you go out there and say, that might fit and that might fit. Yeah, so that's exactly. number two, connect it to one of the problems you're uh, working on. And number one was look a little bit broader. There's more yeah. to say, but... Uh, yeah, no, I think that's really um, that's really key because it's not just about going and seeing what other people are doing in HR and particularly what the big companies are doing. 
So I often say to people, what if you weren't Google? Because most of us aren't Google. So if you didn't have all the money and all the people, what could you do in your organization to solve the problem? Um, so actually go and get inspired around how to do it differently within the constraints that you have. Uh, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about the architect using, knowing your material, but then using it in a creative, innovative way mm. in your specific situation. Exactly. And not just replicate what others are doing because yeah. then we get all the best practices and those type of things. That does not lead to innovation and transformation. You should be willing to really make a splash and do something innovative with your issues. And you can do it in a safe way by doing it in a kind of controlled experiment way. You could do it small to begin with. You just prototype and test, you know, do it, uh, sort of mock it up in cardboard or Lego first to show it to people and get feedback before you actually roll it out. So there's lots of ways that you can test the idea before you implement to make sure it's safe to do so. Because I think sometimes people think, oh, but that's so risky, isn't it, to go and do something yeah. that hasn't been done before. I think also context is always different. So you've got to know your own context and you've got to test for your own context. And that's kind of cultural, culturally and values of the organization, but just the actual situation of your industry at that time. So do you have any recommendations of what people should read or anyone that they should follow uh, in terms of keeping up to date with the trends? Everybody has her or his own style and preferences. I get approached sometimes by people who say, hey, Tom, uh, can you talk with me for uh, 10 minutes, half an hour? And I do a lot of these Zoom calls. So some people prefer to, to talk. Yeah. I'm a reader myself. So mm -hmm. I follow things like the strategy companies have, have often nice magazines, have McKinsey Quarterly and BCG, yeah. Kennedy Fitch and those type of companies. They have nice material. I, I always follow it and, and read it. Of course, there are very good people to follow. We all know the, the Bursin and, and, and Ulrich and, and Dave Green and the HR curator. There are many of those people. Follow them. They are good curators and yeah. good content providers. Yeah. I use a nice tool, which is called Stoop, S-T-O-O-P. Okay. I register for newsletters and I send them all to Stoop. So now and then I sit behind Stoop and there I get all my newsletters and I go through the articles uh, very quickly and grab the information. So there's numerous ways to do it. Again, it helps a little bit if you know what you're looking. So I'm writing, an, let's say I'm writing an article about trends in performance management. Mm -hmm. Well, then my lens is yes. performance management and exactly. I'm going to look for, for things exactly. around that theme. Yeah, but I think you need that kind of focus, don't you? So, um, because otherwise you're just, there is so much information out there and I can, I personally can spend hours on LinkedIn and other blogs looking at all the, the latest ideas. But I, I think you're right. You've got to know what you're trying to solve. Otherwise, you're just kind of awash with lots of information. Yeah. Probably ones that I would mention is uh, Culture Amp, that the website yep. is fantastic for lots of resources. Definitely following our newsletters from HR teams like Spotify, I think is really good because they talk about actual case studies. And then following people like David James, who's great in the world of learning in the flow of work. Um, so there would be a couple of people I would add to that. And also definitely go beyond your discipline. So I follow a lot of agile newsletters and websites because that actually informs me uh, around what's happening in the business area with agile ways of working just as much as what I could do in the HR field. 
what does someone do with these trends? We've sort of talked a little bit about it, but how do you become a trendsetter in your organization, not just this trend watcher? So someone might ask you to have a Zoom call, um, but what should they go and do with the information, Tom? Yeah, so I sometimes use a little grid for that in, in workshops, and, and the grid has three elements. One on top of it is what is your problem you're trying to solve? Mm -hmm. Then you have your HR disciplines, recruitment, compensation and reward, organizational design. We all know those. And then you list the trends. So then you can start working and say, okay, solving this problem, can we do something in recruitment and can we use the trend technology or speed or personalization? So in a collaborative way, you can start looking at your trend map and then, of course, make a selection and choose the most impactful uh, intervention. Yeah, no, I like that. The user trend map. Great. So thanks so much again, Tom, for all that insightful conversation. And I think it's really important to not just follow the trends, but actually do something with the information. So let's take that into our practical top tip. Why don't you use our episodes to get that conversation going? So we get contacted by a lot of HR leaders who use our episodes as a way to generate learning and discussion in their HR team. So you can see it as a type of book club. So choose one of the episodes linked to a certain topic that you're interested in and do that on a regular basis, maybe every couple of weeks or once a month, and then get everyone to listen or watch the episode and then have a conversation around that. And in particular, think about what problem can you solve in the business with this information? You could even do it the other way. So what problem are you trying to solve? And then what episode should you go and watch to actually investigate that further? Then all have a conversation of what is the one step we can take with this information? Go and try something out, test it, experiment, and then look back and see how that went. Just by taking those small steps, you'll get a lot more confidence and courage to now try something new in the workplace. You'll also just be more well-informed, which is always good. Thank you for your time today. This is Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. If you found this discussion valuable, please subscribe. Have a great day.